0: with Grace and Lydia. Today we are talking about JonBenet Ramsey. I mean, everyone knows about her. <laughs> I was going introduc- to introduce her, but then I if you don't, if you don't, you're about to find out and you came to the right place. So
1: let's just crack on. So tell me about JonBenet, Lydia. Who is she? JonBenet was born in 1990 in Atlanta, Georgia to Patsy and John Ramsey. She had an older brother, Burke, and the family moved to Boulder, Colorado in 1991. The Ramseys were wealth, a wealthy family living in a prominent neighbourhood in a large 11,000 square foot historic home. John Ramsey was the president of a local computer system company. And Patsy Ramsey was a former beauty queen who en- entered John Bonet in many child beauty pageants around Boulder where she won the list of... There's a lot, hang on. America's royal miss little miss charlvo little miss colorado colorado state all-star kids cover girl and national tiny miss beauty
0: isn't cover girl like a sex mag
1: no it's like it's like um i don't even remember what they used to be called here but like a cheaper version of Teen Vogue. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, it's for young girls, like... And there's, like, okay. cover girl makeup as well, which is from the magazine, I think. I think that's
0: what I'm thinking of. Isn't that the trend that they're all doing on YouTube not that long ago? Like, oh, no, that was mm. E-girl, you know, like, look like an E-girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat>
1: well,
0: yeah that was tangent.
1: <laughs> when are not they? No. <laughs> okay, shall we jump straight in about the case? Yeah, tell me what happens. What happened to Ooh. this lovely
0: little girl? Oh.
1: On Christmas night, nineteen ninety six, the Ramseys hosted a party at their house in Boulder, Colorado. But then others say that they attended a party and that John Ramsey put her to bed after she like he picked her out of the car asleep. Do you know what I mean? So either way, she went to bed around nine thirty.
0: Well, when they put her to bed?
1: Yeah, it's like Patty called the police at 5.52am the following morning to report that their daughter was kidnapped after they found John Bidet missing from her bed and a three-page ransom note at the bottom of the stairs. According to Patsy, it was finding the ransom note that made her realise that her daughter was it, missing and what prompted her to call the police. The note demanded a sum of $118, which evidently was the exact amount of the Christmas bonus John received that year. John pointed out that because of this, it must suggest that someone who would have access to that information must be involved in the crime. That is fact. Yeah, it is weird. Like, yeah,
0: the exact amount I know one hundred eighteen thousand dollars.
1: Amount of his bonus. That's a weird sum to very Do
0: specific. Do you I mean like when you yeah. hear a
1: kidnapping, it's like I want a million dollars, like. Hmm. And they were a wealthy yeah. family, so why wouldn't they ask for more if they knew about the family? Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, I feel like it's too low of a sum. Food for thought. Food for thought. From receiving the call at 5.52, it only took three minutes for two police officers to arrive at the scene. They conducted an initial search of the house, but didn't find any sign of forced entry, and they also noted the lack of footsteps of any kind in the snow surrounding the home. During the search... Officer Rick French went to the basement and came to a door that he saw was secured by a wooden latch on the inside. Paused in front of the door and walked away without opening it to search the room. He later explained that he only was searching for an exit route possibly used by the kidnapper and seeing as the door was locked from the inside, it couldn't have been. Behind this door was the room that John Binet would be found hours later.
0: Oh, that's fucking horrible. I know. She was there that whole time.
1: Yeah. The Boulder Police Department shared evidence that they found with the Ramseys and delayed conducting informal interviews with the parents. That is a red flag already.
0: Say that again, the
1: Boulder Police Department. So the police department, any evidence that they found, they immediately shared it with the family. Oh. And instead of when, as soon as they arrived at the scene, instead of taking the parents into separate rooms or taking each family member into separate rooms, which is like protocol mm. to like get an initial statement from them, they left them to it. Yeah. Like they didn't like have an informal statement from them. So that's already messed up. At 1 pm that day, the detectives instructed Mr. Ramsey and a family friend to go around the house to see if anything was amiss. First place that they looked was the basement, where they found John JonBenet's lifeless body wrapped up in a white blanket. John Ramsey immediately picked up his daughter and brought her upstairs, disturbing the crime scene completely. So there are a few factors in this, right? I don't know whether this is the part that I should be saying it in, but... I mean, I
0: feel like you would pick her up, though.
1: Yeah, but when she said to him, go around the house see if there's anything out of place, She instructed him to go from the top of the house to the bottom of the house.
0: And he missed out the basement?
1: Well, no. He went straight to the basement, straight to that room. Oh, no, he started at the basement. And this is a three... I think it was a three-story house with a basement. So it's like a big house. Mm. And the friend noted that as soon as he got to that door, he opened the door. And before the lights were even turned on, he said... There she is, that's John Bonet. Something along those lines, I don't know if those actual words. But those are even before the lights are switched on. If she's wrapped up in a blanket, how are you going to know that it's her if it's pitch black?
0: I mean, who else is it going to be though? <laughs> this is this John Bonet? Oh no, wait, that's some other dead kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking It could just be a pile of blankets on the floor. Like, she was totally wrapped up in it. Like, and that area of the basement, I think, was like a playroom as well yeah so it's not
0: i haven't actually seen like photos i don't know what the basement looked like
1: it's it's really weird look because it, it's such a big house it's it's like one of those basements where it's got all these little corridors into other rooms and stuff
0: oh creepy
1: so to go immediately to that room as well and there were two sets of stairs coming down into the basement i don't know which one they came down but if they came down the main ones it's not like the first door you get to do you know what i mean like you have to go like down the corridor past multiple mm. doors. Like yeah it, it It's just not... You have to have known where to look to find her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That quickly, anyway. Interesting. Um, And then, yeah, when he brought her upstairs, you'd think put her straight on the couch or on the table, something like that, where people, like, paramedics or whatever, if they think she's still alive, can see to her. He put her straight on the floor. On the floor? Yeah, in, the, like, the living room. And then, after that, they moved her again. Like. Even with the police being there, you should know not to move, like, even if you've moved the body initially, fine, whatever, if you thought she was still alive, you'd have to work on her with you, but even as soon as you know that she's dead, you don't then move the body again, like, before the, before the forensics or the coroner or whoever gets there. I don't, maybe this is just me reading into everything.
0: Ah! I think, I think it is. If I found my daughter dead in the basement, that's what I would do. I would pick her up and cuddle her. And I would... Yeah, no, I I understand. I don't know. I don't think that's weird to put her on the floor. I think if that's a big open space and you think maybe you need to give her CPR. I don't know. Like... I don't know. <laughs> I think you're being pessimistic. Maybe. No, is that the right word? Skeptical. I think you're proving him guilty without... Letting him testify his innocence, Miss Healy.
1: Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Because, like, I just know other stuff that doesn't add up. Do you know what I mean?
0: This man is innocent until proven guilty.
1: Do you understand? Not in my books. <laughs> when are they ever? <laughs> okay. <sighs> During the autopsy, it was determined that John Bonet had died from asphyxiation due to strangulation, in addition to a skull fracture, her mouth being covered with duct tape, and her wrists and neck were wrapped with a white cord. There was no conclusive evidence of rape as no semen was found on the body and her vagina appeared to be wiped clean, although they believed sexual assault had occurred.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. The coroner also noted that her stomach content contained what he thought to be pineapple. Mm-hmm. Her parents noted that they didn't remember giving her any pineapple, but there was a bowl of it in the kitchen with their brother's fingerprints on it, although this doesn't really mean anything because you can't put a timestamp on fingerprints.
0: So what do they... Well, they think he fed her pineapple and then strangled her to death and sexually assaulted her.
1: Well, no. One of the um, theories that I found from like the documentary I've just watched is that her brother was eating the pineapple and she's run over and grabbed a bit out of the bowl. Uh, do you know what I mean? And, like, run away. And he's gone, that's
0: my fucking Have pineapple, you that.
1: bitch! That's my pineapple! Well, just Wait. <sighs> But no, we've all done that. We've all stolen food off our like siblings' plate and stuff like that. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to touch the cutlery or the bowl itself. So, like, it is plausible to assume that she's like stuck a hand in the bowl and taken. Yeah, that's true. But also, it wasn't just pineapple. Apparently, their snack was pineapple and milk, and they used to drink it, like eat it like cereal. How weird is that? Oh, pineapple and milk. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, it's so weird, what, isn't it? The actual hell. Ugh, <laughs> oh. oh, disgusting. Bloody Americans.
0: <laughs> I know, fucking weirdos. No offense. Don't come for us, please.
1: I mean, I feel like I feel like at this point Americans know they're a bit weird.
0: I mean, if you're eating pineapple with milk, you're a fucking weirdo, <laughs> and I don't want. Don't get it twisted. You're weird, okay? <laughs> If you're listening and that's what you do... Pineapple is not cereal, guys. That's not normal. (laughs) Cereal is cereal and pineapple is pineapple, okay?
1: Do not get it confused. (laughs)
0: Literally, this is the biggest tangent I've ever been on in my fucking life. (laughs) It's
1: about fucking pineapple. (laughs) Oh, my God. John and Patsy maintained that Burke was asleep in his room all night and there was no evidence to suggest otherwise.
0: Oh, what was that? Ah, uh, are you going to talk about the 911 <laughs> call now? Yeah. This yeah. gets me because Because
1: when I've been looking at it, it doesn't say much about the actual event. It goes more into the evidence. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. The actual I think, investigation. Yeah, because they couldn't really tell what actually happened, yeah. could
0: they? They still aren't really sure. Like, did she die from being hit over the head? Did she die from strangulation?
1: They always assume yeah. that it was a kidnapping until... More experienced people got there, mm. but one thing I need—I do need to say—is that as soon as Patsy called nine one one and hung up, she then called family and friends to come and help look for John Bonet, and no one stopped all these people coming into the house.
0: Mm.
1: Or and the only room that was blocked off was John Bonet's bedroom, so like the whole house, any evidence that's collected is—is is, you can't use it because it's been con- contaminated so much. Maybe not any evidence because there is evidence they have used, but, like, but yeah, maybe not any evidence, but when it comes to, like, fibres and things like that, say you find fibres from a certain person and they might add up, but because they've already been in the house, like, they've returned to the scene, they have, they have like, a reason for that fibre to be there. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, it doesn't mean that they were or weren't involved, Mm. so they've just screwed the whole investigation up there anyway. But
0: are they doing it on purpose?
1: Mm, I don't think so, because from what I know, like, Boulder is an area where this type of stuff doesn't happen often. Mm. So, similar to the Zodiac case where the police just didn't have the resources, they just didn't have the knowledge of what, like, of what to cordon off and what not to and things like that. Hmm. So if it was me, purely based on what I learned in uni and stuff, you'd immediately lock down the house. Wouldn't let anyone in. You'd even lock down like the next two, three houses area wise, in case you then found footsteps eighty yards away from the house. That like, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Because you can always find evidence somewhere that's not necessarily within that crime scene. So, yeah, everything was potentially contaminated by then. So, just, Mm. yeah, screwed up. So, let's get on to the 911 call, because I think this is the most interesting bit. Yeah. Well, not the most, but it's highly important.
0: Definitely.
1: So, the 911 call came under scrutiny for various reasons. The The way Patsy was acting on the phone didn't really seem to make sense, because she never once used John Bernane's name. And she kept reiterating that there was a ransom note. She kept saying it over and over again. like, And I feel like the more people state a certain fact or a certain... That's all she wants you to focus on.
0: It's so like, you know, when someone's guilty of something and they keep bringing it up and bringing it up and bringing it up to kind of see if it's a believable thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's almost like a red herring, like, it's obviously a kidnapping, there's a ransom note, don't focus on anything else, like, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, 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 it's nothing else, don't look at me, like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patsy was the one who ended the 911 call, but that the phone didn't go onto the receiver correctly. And because the dispatcher already wasn't, she saw red flags, like, during the call. So she also didn't hang up immediately. She let it record for a little bit longer. Mm. So this, is, this isn't this is typical. Usually people stay on the line with, the 911, with 911 until the police get there or until they know they're sure the police will get there soon. Yeah. In case anything else happens or they need to radio the police to let them know where they are, that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Patsy didn't wait on the line to give additional details or hear if the police are on their way. She hung up so abruptly that the 911 operator asked if she was still there. There are six seconds at the end of the call between the time Patsy went to hang up the phone and the call cutting out completely on the recording. These six seconds have come into question many times because some believe that in the background of the call, there seems to be more voices being heard talking throughout the 90s enhancements of the tape were carried out a number of times. And there has been a lot of mixed thoughts on what actually was heard during, during this short time. And when you listen to it, six seconds do not sound like a long time at all, but when you listen to it, you're like, "Oh actually, you can hear like maybe like a, a decent snippet of a conversation there
0: um, it actually is yeah, it actually when you think about it, actually, yeah, you can get a couple of sentence- sorry, you can get a couple of sentences in there, can't you?
1: yeah, definitely, in the documentary, the case of John. Brene Ramsey, they had an enhancement carried out on the tape. This enhanced audio of a six second period picked up what sounded like a snippet of a conversation between a male voice, a female voice, and a younger voice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it should say that it's not clear. Like, so anything that they hear or the what they think they can hear is purely what their mind's letting them hear. Do you know what I mean? Like, hmm. So yeah, anything they hear is just what they're assuming is being said or not being said. Like, it took me a few times of hearing it and thinking, oh yeah, actually that does sound like this. So mm. it's not a it's not an exact science to enhance an audio like that. So what they believe that they can hear in those six se- seconds are John Ramsey saying, we're not speaking to you in the tone of of father talking to his child. So quite... Not condescendingly, but you know that, like, when you're in trouble with your dad.
0: Like, they take a certain tone,
1: and then you're like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. I'm in trouble. And then the next second, they can hear what sounds like Patsy Ramsey saying, what did you do? Help me, Jesus. And then another voice, a younger voice, possibly, Burke, comes on to say, what did you find? Ugh. Yeah, it's creepy, isn't it? And In this same documentary, they interviewed the um, 911 operator. She had never been interviewed before about what she heard on the other line, or if she heard anything. So when were they interviewing her? So this documentary came out in 2016. No way! Yeah. Like 20 years? Yeah. Apparently an investigator went to see her and said, don't talk to anyone until they basically call her, and they never called her so that's fucking weird yeah it's not and what the ramseys are
0: like people that had friends in high places oh
1: yeah it's like i think john Ramsay was worth like 6.4 million at the time so they they were like when i say they're a wealthy family they're a wealthy family like yeah boulder's already quite a good area and like Mm. but they were like pick of the crop you know what i mean okay and because they're so social as well they knew everyone. Everyone knew them. Yeah. But yeah, this 911 operator, as she said, she stayed on the call because the tone Patsy was taking, she didn't sound like a frantic mother. She thought she sounded a bit rehearsed. Like she was a bit.
0: Very calm and composed.
1: Yeah. She, it's almost like she's acting like she thinks a mother should act. So it's a lot of like heavy breathing and. There's no, doesn't sound like she's a bit overly emotional in, in her tone, and she, the fact that she doesn't mention John Bernays. Yeah,
0: I mean, like, your daughter's just, yeah. I don't know where your daughter is, like, you're literally, I wouldn't even be able to get words yeah.
1: out. Like.
0: You'd be hysterical, wouldn't you? Exactly,
1: that's what I mean, like, she's, She. it's almost like she's playing hysterical rather than actually being hysterical.
0: Yeah.
1: Does that make sense? But. Yeah. So in those six seconds or towards the end of that period, she stayed on and what she thought she heard was someone say, well, we've called the police now, what do we do? So like, I feel like the audio only picks up a certain amount and if she's heard something a bit clearer... I don't know, it just... There's something not right there. Exactly.
0: There's something that we should investigate.
1: But yeah, so they maintain that Burke was asleep during the whole night, but apparently they were—he was also asleep during the nine one one call. So after they found that John Bernays not alive, well, she's that she's not in her bed and stuff.
0: You haven't gone and then woken your son up?
1: Yeah, be like, have you seen your sister? Like, yeah, are you know, okay? Like, and for me, when I was little, if I ever had nightmares or whatever. If I hadn't gone into my mum and dad's room, I'd go into my sister's room and sleep with her or into my brother's room and sleep with them too. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like immediately you'd you'd check the sibling's room to see if they're in there.
0: Yeah, that's true. Do
1: you know what I mean? Like, they'd know to wake us up. Mm. It's still something you'd do when you check the whole house. like... Before immediately, well, not even before immediately calling the police, at least the dad would run around the house making sure she's not there. It's like they almost come straight downstairs, Mm. sit in the living room with this ransom note, and then just sit there until someone arrives. Yeah,
0: there's something missing there, definitely.
1: There's no real sense of urgency to find the child. Yeah, so the next, I suppose, factor that comes into a lot of scrutiny is the ransom note. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are quite a few things about this that just don't make sense. Already, the note was three pages long. Yeah. For a ransom note, is it? <laughs> like, how much do you really need to tell that person? It's we. I have your daughter. This is how much I want. This is when you can get her back if you get me this money by this. And
0: time. obviously, Done. I know you're about to go into it, but it was it was written there with a yeah, piece of paper yeah, yeah. with a piece of paper from the house and a pen from the house. They know that, so yeah. What are you gonna kidnap this girl and then sit there while you write three pages? While exactly. In the middle, the of the family night. is in the house too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. I mean, and even the content. I mean, if that is actually true, if there's a... this guy is oh brave. yeah, he's got no sort of like <laughs> fear of getting caught. He just doesn't yeah. understand. Well, he doesn't. It's understand. not as if they've gone and drugged the family to keep them asleep or whatever. Like, mm. yeah, it's a big house, but it's not that big would still be able to hear you.
0: Uh, It's just the longest ransom note, I think, in the history of ransom notes.
1: Oh, it's just ridiculous. Like, not even ransom notes, but notes from the perpetrator. So you look at the Zodiac, you look at the Black Dahlia like we've already done. I think the Zodiac was a bit... Obviously, it's a bit more complicated because they used a code. Mm. But even then, it's probably like a paragraph long. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not even a page.
1: Exactly. So, investigators found that the note had been written at the scene using a pen and paper within the house. Like we've already said. That's not a very uh, organised criminal, if you ask me. Don't take the own pen and paper. I know.
0: Saying. Well, do you remember, were you ever... Um... God, this is going to make sense. sounds like such a loser. Were you ever a Cub Scout? Like a Sea Scout? I was in Guides, <laughs>
1: but not for very long. Do you long. ever
0: remember? I remember it at, at Cub Scouts you used to... Um, every week, whenever you'd meet, you'd have to have this little like seal up bag, and it would have like a pencil, a twenty p coin for like the phone box, a piece of string, like, and it was five things. I can't remember what the other two were, but you had five things, and that was like supposedly if you had these five things on you all the time, like, like you're prepared for anything. You can like... survive anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm fucking lost, but thank God I've got a piece of string and twenty p.
1: Wasn't just a... when just phone... do you remember when phone calls were only twenty p?
0: Yeah, wasn't that right. just like engraved in everyone's brain? Like, take a pen with you, fuck's sake! How unorganised yeah. can you
1: get? Yeah, exactly.
0: God, I remember that. And then you used to get in trouble, like if you didn't have all the right things. Oh my god. Yeah. That really taught me some responsibility. Anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the FBI were called in, like they do in many. Child abduction cases, as far as I'm aware, like it's always standard. I think,
0: Mm -hmm, yeah.
1: But even they noted that the length of the ransom note is just completely unusual, and the fact that it was written at the crime scene. I think standard. If a child's abducted, they're abducted, and then the ransom note comes later. Do you know what I mean? Like it it arrives Mm -hmm. in some sort of
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um. The police believed that the note was staged because the only fingerprints that were on it were Patsy's and the officers who handled it. Hmm. So it could be argued that Patsy's fingerprints that were only on there because she'd picked it up.
0: Oh, yeah, that is true. Let
1: yeah. Um, I don't know about any fingerprints on the pen, whether they tested it or what. but I don't know. I know that they matched the, they matched the ink of the pen to that piece of paper. So obviously... Obviously they know the paper came from the house but they know the pen definitely did as well because the ink matched. Yeah. Investigators also found that there were drafts of the note first. So they practiced what they were going to say first before they wrote the actual note.
0: I don't even know what to say to this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So the documentary that I mentioned earlier, investigators also timed how long it might take to write a note that length uh-huh and um, with that language and stuff and they timed it at 21 minutes and that's purely with the original note in front of them and then writing it just mechanically
0: no so not even like you've got to think about what you're writing it's probably even longer
1: yeah exactly yeah so it's, it's definitely longer yeah. than 21 minutes so not only is this supposed intruder found a piece of paper and pen decided they're going to write a three-page ransom note. They're taking longer than 21 minutes to do this. Like- but do
0: you know what, like... Let me try and say this without confusing the fuck out of everyone, including myself. But it just it just doesn't make sense. like... <laughs> so have, have you already kidnapped her and accidentally killed her and then you've written the ransom note? Then the ransom note doesn't mm. make any sense. Or have you gone to the house to kidnap her and then written the ransom note before you've taken her, when you don't actually mm. know if she's definitely there. Like, either yeah. way, it doesn't add up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Does that
1: make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, either scenario... She's, she's either already it, dead, not...
0: and you've wasted half an hour writing this fucking note, or... Yeah, it's
1: just, instead of getting the hell out of the, of or the area. Or you've gone like...
0: to commit a crime, uh, really unorganised, you've written this note, and like, what if you wrote that note, and then she wasn't even in there? Mm. It just... I'm not okay with it. You know?
1: In no way in no way does it make any sense. Like I I know the police questioned it completely, but even the public, yeah, they questioned that their family had anything didn't have anything to do with it all that, but Mm. they didn't question it enough in my in my books. Do you know what I mean? Like it should have been completely thrown out. There shouldn't have been the press being like, Oh, so who do you think took her? No one took her. She was still in the fucking house. Yeah,
0: that's true. No one took right. her. Like
1: there was no kid there was no kidnap.
0: Even if someone planned to take her, no one actually took her.
1: Yeah. There w- <laughs> there's no kidnap, there's murder, sure. No kidnap. But yeah. Have we actually spoken about how she died? Yeah, the official but not the extra bits. Oh yeah, yeah? okay.
0: Because I was just
1: thinking we're talking about this note and this Yeah, I'm trying to do it in sort of like chronologically. Died. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so forensic pathologist Michael Baden said he'd never seen a note written like this in his 60 years experience. Hmm. And that he didn't think that, the written, that it was written by an outsider. <laughs> Don't fuck with the experts. I'm just saying. Just saying. The language and grammar of the note was also highly suspicious. It included unusual use of exc- exclamation marks and initialisms
0: well i saw this thing and they were saying about how there's some words that are spelt wrong like that you wouldn't yeah. normally spell wrong and then there's like the word attache Harder or words. something with the right yeah, apostrophe yeah. over the e and it's like it's just it's a yeah. bit weird
1: so yeah there are also several movie references found in the random note mm. one of the movies being dirty harry mm. in the movie dirty harry inspector harry Callahan is looking for a man who kidnapped a little girl when talking to this man on the phone, several times he tells the inspector that if he doesn't follow his orders, this girl dies, as opposing to, as opposing say, to saying, in the movie, the girl was already dead, and in the ransom note, John JonBenet was already dead. Oh
0: my god.
1: And in that ransom note, they say, this girl dies, multiple times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it doesn't make sense. I feel like that's the statement of this episode is like it just doesn't make sense
0: yeah we're all very fucking confused
1: exactly there are also no synonyms a truthful person will usually be consistent in their language and not change their language by using synonyms unless there is justification for the change deceptive people will sometimes use synonyms because I've never said this (laughs) word so many times (laughs) I'm really struggling to like keep up with what you're trying to say (laughs) Deceptive people will sometimes use synonyms because they are making up the story and not because they're speaking from the heart. If the writer saw John Ramsay as being Mr. Ramsay, then he should always refer to him as Mr. Ramsay. Instead, the writer changes language and calls him John. Is it indication that the story is deceptive?
0: Hmm.
1: I don't know about that. Like that's not the only bit, it's just I example, even like, I do that though
0: at work if I'm like talking if I'm like writing I don't know something for a prisoner. I'll say like Mr. Smith, or and then I'll and then I'll switch it up to like John or whatever his name is, because I don't want to say Mr. Smith. Too I much. mean, it's
1: not an ex- it it's not an exact example, but like it's just one of them. Yeah, yeah. So all three members of the Ramsey family submitted handwriting samples to compare with the ransom letter. Both John and Burke were cleared of any suspicion of writing the note, although Patsy couldn't be conclusively cleared. However, a federal court ruled it highly unlikely that Patsy wrote the note, citing six different certified handwriting experts. But again... She wasn't cleared, though, was she? So... No. No, definitely definitely Mm. not. Also, I should say, I think i talk about it. On the crime scene video... Which I've seen snippets of it through various documentaries that I've been looking at. Yeah. Within some of the rooms, there's memorabilia of the Dirty Harry film. So, personally, I think. I mean, that's kind of interesting, Lydia. Really. So yeah, throughout like, throughout a couple of the rooms in the house, it looked like they had you know, like movie posters, and a couple of them were up for the Dirty Harry film. I feel like that's a fairly big coincidence. If you like the film enough to have memorabilia. Exposed in your house. Yeah, I
0: mean,
1: if I was going to write a
0: ransom note, we would definitely have quotes from the Office US in there, because that's what—that's what I surround my entire life (laughs) on.
1: And friends, like, (laughs) yeah, but like, that's what I mean. Though, if you watch something enough, or you are going to get the ideas, like.
0: Oh, definitely. You
1: just quote. You just quote, don't you? Like exactly. Like especially if you don't know what you're gonna say.
0: Like that's what she. I do all
1: the time. Yeah.
0: Or unagi
1: from friends. Horse salmon skewer. Okay, so that's sort of it. What I've got for ev- not even evidence because other things do come into into fact into the factor like things that
0: raise suspicion shall we yeah. say Yeah
1: um I do want to talk about the way she was killed
0: Yeah do it because I literally yeah you're going to have to because otherwise my stuff won't make sense
1: Yeah I just wasn't sure whether to... No yeah I'll talk about it now so in this 2016 documentary they brought it was a ex FBI behavioral anal- analysis and then it was a woman from um choose to work as a behavioural analysis. I don't know if that's their actual title, but for New Scotland Yard. So they're highly qualified people to be carrying out something like this. Mm. And within it, they bring in experts to help them go through the evidence and try and piece things together. And two of the experts were forensic pathologists, like forensic scientists. Did you ever watch The Staircase, the documentary on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. So he was one of the um, experts that they brought in, okay, to advise on the case. And so he worked when
0: he did the staircase.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, he he worked on the O.J. Simpson trial and um, the JFK assassination oh, yeah, yeah. and like all yeah, sorts yeah, like. Yeah. And the other one was a forensic pathologist. I can't remember what his name is. And again, he worked on the O.J. Simpson case. And the j f k assassination like he was he's like he's prominent in his field, um so they know what they're talking about, and to do with the actual cause of death, it was originally thought that she was killed by asphyxiation, and the way they thought she was mm-hmm. strangled essentially, yeah, is with this cord wrapped around her neck and then tightened using the end of a paintbrush handle, so so
0: that... Like a, like a screw, kind
1: of. Yeah, like a screw motion. So you can do it with one hand rather than yeah. getting both pieces and then just pulling. Do you know what I mean? So it's a bit more... It's more severe. That's a bit, like, planned out,
0: kind of, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's... It, well, I don't know if it's planned... Well, yeah, I suppose it is planned out. So essentially what this forensic pathologist was saying, that although the official... T- the official cause of death was asphyxiation he doesn't believe that mm. he believes that it was a blunt force trauma to her head because what can happen is that if you take a big blow to your head to the point where it fractures your skull your organs will still keep going like for a short period of like not very long but enough for someone to maybe think oh she's still alive
0: and you know what's messed up actually is that i read that it cracked her skull, but it
1: didn't break the skin. Didn't break the skin. Yeah. So
0: when you're because... when you're looking at her, you wouldn't think, oh, she's been hit. Yeah, there was no hair. blood.
1: Yeah, there was no blood honestly. I, uh, that to me is weird. All throughout the house, it's I not was... really. If you think about it, if you're hit with a smooth object, I've
0: just never heard of it happening. Maybe
1: it's because the skin's so tough.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, she and the shape of the um the shape of the wound on her head. Matched a, like an industrial flashlight that was seen in the kitchen in the fire, crime scene photos. Ah, oh, interesting. And it was one of those flashlights. You know how you see, especially American police officers, where they've got the really long handle, the, the yeah, really yeah. heavy duty ones, yeah, 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 the metal ones. Um, and for me, that's like hiding a murder weapon in plain sight. Mm. Do you know what I mean if you see a flashlight in a kitchen, you're not really gonna like yeah. question it, but even and especially cuz John and um Patsy say that that's not their flashlight like they 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 state that, that it's not their flashlight they have never seen it before
0: really that's weird that they would say that and then they mom yeah. no would still take it for DNA
1: yeah and i find it strange how it was on the kitchen counter like faced up so it stood up on the kitchen counter
0: you've you've gone out of your way to hide it and clean it and
1: exactly yeah yeah So, yeah, so his theory is that she's been hit with this in the head. She's gone down, and they've thought, well, she's dead now, but we can't make it think like that. So that's when they've strangled her.
0: Hmm.
1: And with her hands being tied together, you know when you tie someone's hands together, you're going to tie them with the wrists close together so that they can't move their arms apart, aren't you?
0: (laughs) You sound like a fucking murderer. No, I know, but, like... (laughs) If, if you' how to do it, guys,
1: this is how you should do it properly <laughs> no, this is how they explained it in the documentary, right <laughs> so it I think the distance between both wrists was like fifteen and a half centimeters, and she only had little hands and it was tied using a slip knot as well, mm. and that's the type of knot where you can move it on one side so it opens and closes the
0: Yeah, so you can tie close
1: in, yeah, so you can slip your hands in and out mm. And that must have been done when she was either unconscious or already dead, because if you're fighting against a slipknot tie, you're easily gonna get your hands out of it. Yeah. And she didn't have any like she didn't have any like ligature marks on her wrists because the cord was tied over her clothing. You must. And also there was no.
0: They must have hit her against over the it.
1: head first. Yeah. Yeah. She would have easily been able to get the duct tape off her face. Mm. because again her it's not as if her hands were tied behind her back they were in front of her and she had space to move so she could have st- easily brought her her hands up and moved the, the duct tape to shout for help if it wasn't her family like, mm. so like that's the theory on how she was killed they don't believe that it was the official cause of death is asphyxiation they believe that it was the blunt force trauma and then she was made she, it was staged essentially the whole thing was staged that's the main theme, isn't it? Yeah. We're all very confused. Yeah, people do believe different things, but for me personally, that's what makes sense. Like, the whole thing was staged from the ransom note, from the 911 call, to even how she was left.
0: That is from two experts. So there are different views on it.
1: But... Yeah. Um, so that's it. That's the evidence. Not all of it, but what makes mm. sense for now. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: so there are two theories about her death. First is the family member theory, and then second is the intruder theory. Obviously, we've basically already spoken about this. But let me let me give you the lowdown on who we think did what, and then we can decide at the end. So the Ramses were initially under really heavy scrutiny due to the lack of evidence there was surrounding an intruder theory, and also the questionable authenticity of the ransom note. Yeah. Um, according to Greg McCrary, a retired profiler with the FBI, statistically, it is 12 to 1 probability that it's a family member or a caregiver who is involved in the homicide of the child. The police saw no evidence of a forced entry, but they did see evidence of a staging of the scene, such as the ransom note and the 911 call. They did not find the Ramses cooperative in helping them solve the death of their daughter. The Ramesses had said that their reluctance was due to the fear that there would not be a full investigation for intruders and that they would be hastily selected as the key suspects in the case. Which is fucking ironic. Like why would you then why would you disturb the crime scene if you don't want to be a fucking suspect? Ugh
1: Like, yes, you are gonna be a suspect. Well, and she yeah. was found in your own house
0: still, so But also
1: you're always going to be a suspect especially cuz it comes down to statistics as well that doesn't mean that you yeah but like that doesn't mean that you did it like if they can find if they can find evidence that you clearly didn't do it then what have you got to worry about if you're genuinely innocent
0: so depending on who is theorizing the person responsible for the death of John kinda differs one theory is that Patsy has struck John in a fit of rage after a bedwetting episode she was still wetting the bed at how old was
1: she when she died six yeah which is i mean is that old i don't know i mean like there's plenty of reasons kids wet the bed like it's not because they just can't control themselves Mm. but patsy was also like a former beauty queen like everything had to be perfect like even the gardener stated that her initial like thought is i just want it perfect nothing can be out of place do you know what i mean like it just Seemed like a very controlling person.
0: I think, yeah, because this, because it's been so like sensationalized by the media as well. There's been a lot of scrutiny yeah. of Patsy because she obviously was like a beauty, like you said, a beauty queen. Yeah, and there was a lot of like, oh, she's the jealous mother. That was kind of like, yeah, they made that a thing.
1: But also, like, there was a lot of scrutiny for her because beauty pageants weren't really a thing in Colorado. Mm. definitely in atlanta like georgia texas in the south they're a big thing beauty thing and beauty pageants and stuff especially for children so as soon as the media released those photos of john in it all makeup and and all her dresses and stuff and it wasn't even like a little kiddie pe- like makeup it was she had like a full face of makeup like like toddlers and tiaras think of that way yeah like um, and even some of her friends noticed that she like would seemed to have bleached her hair and got her highlights, like for a six-year-old. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. So, like, yeah. as soon as those images came out, like, they were saying that she looked like a hooker and stuff like that. Like, it's just disgusting what they were saying. But because it's not their sort of way of life, they were Im- their family were immediately, like, sort of outcast. It's like, well, we don't do that here. Like, you're clearly outsiders. It must have been you.
0: Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, there was a lot of attention put on Patsy, like as this jealous mother, like who didn't really love John But she didn't actually have any known history of her uncontrolled anger. Um Burke, who is his who is John brother, said that um they didn't get spanked, nothing like that. They his mum never laid a finger on any of them. Everyone thought they were like a happy family. They
1: weren't they like they weren't really into punishment. No. Like. Um
0: Burke, who was nine years old at the time of John Bonnet's death, was interviewed by investigators at least three times. A review by a child psychologist stated that it appeared that the Ramseys had a healthy, caring family. And in nineteen ninety eight, Boulder Chief and in nineteen ninety-eight, Boulder police chief Mark Beckner said that during an interview with a news reporter, Burke Ramsey was not involved in the killing of his sister. In May nineteen ninety nine, the Boulder County District Attorney's Office reiterated that Burke was not a suspect and the investigators had never considered him a suspect. However, many theorists believe that Burke could have been involved somehow. A lot of people believe that Burke accidentally could have killed his sister by hitting her hard over the head with a blunt object. It is then suggested that the ransom note was written by Patsy to help cover up the murder, like you already said, obviously. Some people have argued that a nine-year-old would not have been able to inflict those kind of wounds on John Bennett, such as the hemorrhage hemorrhage into the brain. Is that the right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like a bleed into the brain.
0: Um, however, in casting John Bennett, the documentary about the murder on Netflix, several children who were similar ages to Burke were given torches, like the ones found in the kitchen, the industrial torches. Yeah. Um, yeah, the and light. they were told to break open a watermelon. I mean, it's not like a scientific investigation, but two out of, no, no, two out of three of those children were able to do considerable damage to this watermelon with this torch.
1: Even this, or the one that I watched on, um, it's on YouTube, so like anyone can go watch it. Um, it's called the case of John Bonnet Ramsey. They did a similar thing, but they used a skull I don't know whether it was an actual human skull or just a replica of a skull. And they covered the skull in pigskin, so it's like it's tough, like like our scalp. And then they put a wig on top of it as well. And then they brought in a nine-year-old of sort of the same build as him, and within one strike, they got the exact same um, injury as what was recorded at her school was having. Mm. Like, so I feel like yeah, the watermelon. You could be like, oh, well, it's a watermelon. It can't replicate a, a, the strength of a skull or anything like that. But with this experiment it's like oh okay, it's starting to like It's
0: quite horrible to watch because you kinda together. You're watching them break these watermelons and they're like having the time of their lives. It's like they're not even bothered. One kid yeah, yeah, one yeah, kid yeah. breaks it and picks up it a piece eats, of watermelon and it eats it, <laughs> it and you're like, That's fucking brains. In my head I'm like, that's fucked. But obviously they don't realise what they're actually doing is that they're yeah, showing that yeah. a kid could kill someone. But, yeah. Um Yeah. Anyway. For Burke or Patsy to be the killer, the ransom note and the strangulation would have had to be red herrings that conceal other elements of the killing, which kind of, I mean, it makes sense that they could I mean,
1: with the language that she used on the phone call and, like, trying to emphasise that there was a ransom note and, like, someone must have killed her. We've got two
0: two experts saying that, yeah, she was hit over the head and then fake strangled. I mean, and the ransom note. And they're not even, um, like... I don't even self-proclaimed know. Self-proclaimed
1: experts, like, they know their shit. So, in
0: 2013, it came to light that a Colorado grand jury had voted in 1999 to indict the parents of JonBenet. The indictment cited two counts of child abuse and stated that the parents did unlawfully, knowingly, recklessly and feloniously permit a child to be unreasonably placed in a situation that posed a threat of injury to the child's life or health, which resulted in the death of JonBenet Ramsey. A child under the age of sixteen.
1: Can I say something about this? Yeah. This is in the bit that I was gonna talk about. So with this indictment, the way a grand jury works is they present the evidence of the case. A bit it's basically a closed door courtroom situation. And with the indictment, all it's deciding is whether the the people on on sort of trial should be should be charged Mm. they should be looked into further that sort of thing to then go to trial um but what needs to be noted is that the result of this indict of this proceeding of this grand jury proceeding wasn't known to the public or the media or whatever until 14 years later Mm. so the way it works is the grand jury give their um their result which was in this term to indict but then the prosecutor the da can decide whether to still indict them or to drop to the charges so it ultimately comes down to the da yeah and so what they found is that the da didn't want to go ahead and instead of saying okay the result came as to indict them but i'm not going to carry it on In the press conference, he made out like the jury chose not to indict them. So, in the matter of public opinion, they were like, oh, well, it can't have been them. They've carried out a grand jury. They've decided that there's no probable cause, so we need to drop it. Do you know what I mean? Like It's just... Yeah. It only came out 14 years later as well, because anyone who participates in a grand jury proceeding, whether it's the jury, the judge, the lawyers, whatever, they're legally bound to not talk about it unless another judge orders them to. And essentially 14 years later, whoever it was decided to think, decided was like, I don't care what happens, I need to talk about this. And that's how people found out. Mm. And I think that's really important when it comes to looking at the parents as well because... Just like a trial, they they found that there was enough evidence for them to be...
0: Indicted of child abuse, yeah.
1: ...found responsible, yeah. Whether it's that they actually murdered her or they just had responsibility in the mm. run up to her murder. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: Um, that's basically all the information I have for a family member doing it. The thing that points towards an intruder theory mainly is that... No DNA evidence collected from the crime scene matched any of the roundies, mm. and they were all tested. So, the second theory is intruder theory, ladies and gentlemen. And there are some questionable characters that I have discovered. So, early persons of interest included neighbour Bill McReynolds. He had visited the house just two
1: days before John Bob was killed. Not sure if that's relevant. That. What are you visiting your neighbour's house on Christmas Eve for though? Because
0: he used to dress up as Santa Claus, Lydia. There's
1: your oh, answer. Oh, so he's Santa he Claus. He was one of those creepy oh. old men that dressed up as Santa. But my kids in... are never going to seek at Santa. I don't I know
0: watched this document this documentary about it and he says that like he gets a background check every year. I'm not really sure yeah. what it is. It's essentially they have a to anyway. Check. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And he
0: said, yeah, like, he's not a pervert, basically. Mm. But anyway, let me... This is creepy. This isn't... So I told Lydia earlier that I read the fucking creepiest thing ever. And this isn't it, but we're getting there. Okay, are you ready? Because we're building I'm excited. up. This guy's creepy, but, like, the next guy's worse. But let's, let me tell you more about McReynolds. Um... So his own daughter had been kidnapped in 1974. I mean, that's a bit of a far stone to throw, but that could be, I don't know. His wife had written a play about a child getting molested and then murdered in the basement. What? And then according to the Denver Post, this man felt, quote, very close to John Bonnet. Mm How creepy. Oh. There's more, there's more. McReynolds had a vial of glitter that john bonnet had given to him and he took it into heart surgery when he had his heart surgery and he even asked his wife to mix the glitter with his ashes if he were to die
1: that's like too close for comfort for me apart
0: from all these sensationalized details there is actually no evidence that he is the killer
1: yeah but it's fucking weird. It's one of those things, though, isn't it? That they just look at absolutely everyone.
0: It's weird. Like
1: not even the police, but the the media, because the media takes over, doesn't it? Like
0: mm. the next suspect is a man named Gary Oliver, a former neighbor of the Ramses who lived just a few doors down. In 2016, Oliver was arrested and charged with possession of child pornography. Now this. Is the first time we've touched on it, but I think it's so I don't know if this makes sense to you, but to me, like I see a lot of links to John and Madeline McCann. They're both, pre- They're both pretty pretty in the middle
1: of the night. Little
0: girls, like... blondes, m- like, may or may not have links to child pornography, like paedophilia. Yeah. And obviously we don't know if Madeline is dead. And we know John Bonet is, but and I'm not saying they're linked either, but I just think this child porn, child pornography, and like paedophilia, like, and all these child murders, like, they're linked in a way that like people don't talk about it enough. Mm, yeah. And I just find it fucking weird. This is the creepy thing, though. Are you ready? Is
1: this is this it? I have, like, yeah, this is this is before. it. Where
0: I read it and I was literally like, "What the fuck."
1: Bring it on. Let's
0: do it. Even creepier is that in 2000, four years after John yeah. Bernays died, yeah. Oliver was arrested for unrelated drug charges, but he, his possessions were searched, and in his rucksack there was a photo of Bernays. What? Wait, right. Why the fuck have you got a photo of this kid? She died four years ago, and you were just her neighbour... What the fuck are you doing like, with the photo? Oh. <laughs> I literally... <laughs> Oliva told the Denver Post why he had the photo. Listen to this. He stated, John Bonet's murder... This is quote. A quote. John Bonet's murder touched me very deeply. She was an exceptional girl whose death was an exceptional loss. I felt the need to build a monument and a shrine... To remember my little girl. Paedophile.
1: 100%. What the fuck?
0: What the fuck is wrong with you, Gary?
1: When you hear what stuff f- like that, <laughs> if there was any sort of other evidence that could match him, you'd be like, yeah, he did it.
0: So, there's, this is what's important. So, basically, more to it. A high school friend of reliever named Michael Vale revealed that in an interview... Oliver had called him a day after the murder and stated that he hurt a little girl. Oh, God. And he also told him that it happened in Boulder, Colorado. But
1: Gary's DNA doesn't...
0: It's not there. Yeah,
1: that's what I mean, though. If his DNA, even just a, tr- a small bit of it in a random part of the house was there, you'd be like, shit, this is adding up now.
0: Yeah, like but it's fucking you mental. You can't yeah, people literally DNA. confess People literally confess these crimes. He has a photo of this girl. Yeah. And he's got child porn. Yeah. And he still can't get convicted.
1: It's it's Lovely Bones. It's weird. It's Lovely Bones. Just messed up. You now. know the film with um Saoirse Ronan.
0: Yes, that was. Sticks are in the. I liked that. I really loved that film when it came out. I'm not really sure why because it's fucked. Yeah. But yeah. There's one last suspect. Okay. And his name is John Carr.
1: I've heard of this one. I think.
0: Yeah, this is, like, he's quite a famous one. So, he was a divorced father and elementary school teacher, and he did not actually become a suspect until 2006, Mm -hmm. when he confessed to the murder via email to a journalist called Michael Tracy. Tracy had been emailing Carr for over four years in order to gain his trust. That is some good journalism. Mm. Yeah. I mean... Um... So in these emails, Carr used similar language to that was that, that was found in the ransom note. And he also at one point referred to Patsy's mum as Neddy, which was her nickname, right? Oh, okay. How do you know this?
1: I thought Patsy was the nickname, but okay.
0: No, Patsy's mother. So John Bonnet's grandmother. The oh, pa- grandmother, oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Um Carr eventually stated that he was in love with John Bonet and confessed to hitting her over the head with a flashlight. Oh,
1: but I mean, I, don't, I mean, it wasn't like common knowledge that she got
0: hit with a flashlight. This is two
1: thousand six. Uh, was it not common knowledge that it was? Mind no, it you, they never, they've never. I officially don't know. S- that was
0: your part. That was she yeah. Knew.
1: But they've never actually officially said that the flashlight was this the is the thing. weapon. Two, yeah. you've
0: got two reliable witness, like not witnesses, two reliable factors, like yeah, DNA analysts, analysts, or whoever saying yeah, she got hit with a flashlight. But actually, some people think that she died of strangulation.
1: Yeah, well, that's the the official word on it, isn't it? Like, it's not...
0: Um, So, this is a quote that I've got from Carl's email. Are you ready? Okay. She, of course, was asleep from the time that she was that I took her from her bed and took her to the basement. Her first reaction was, where am I? And I said, you're in the basement. She wasn't in that little room to be disgraced, and I would never disgrace or dishonour her. She was there temporarily, and what really hurts me is that she stayed there, and that's where her father found her, And it's just so horrible. So this is the email that he sent to Tracy?
1: Yeah. The biggest thing I have, right, if you're there to kidnap a child, bearing in mind she was on, when was it? So the second floor, the parents were on the top floor where her bedroom is. Why are you then staying in the house to go down to the basement where the window in the basement, he couldn't have got her out there, he couldn't have carried her out there? Like the it doesn't the window doesn't even open all the way, like because it there's a there's a dip in the ceiling so it's like it jams like it, you you can barely get through yourself.
0: Oh, so if you're in love with her, why are you writing a ransom note and getting money? Yeah. Why don't you just kidnap her? Yeah,
1: it's going to be a kidnapping either way, isn't it?
0: Why don't you do like a a J. C. Dugard type stitch where you keep her in your garden for like eighteen years?
1: But like I don't understand why you would stay within the house with the child you're trying to kidnap instead of leaving as soon as you can. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know whether the house... The house probably clearly didn't have an alarm on because if he came in via the window they thought he came in, then it it would trip the alarm if they had the system, didn't they? Like, yeah. Like, why not just go out the front door?
0: I know. Why are you not just leaving? It's the middle of
1: the night in a residential area. There's probably not going to be anyone around.
0: He was arrested in Bangkok in 2008 where he was travelling and hiding trying to escape child pornography charges.
1: Yeah, I remember something about Bangkok like reading about that but I didn't read too much into it. But listen, listen. to this.
0: Listen to this. Carl's DNA did not match that found at the crime scene. Fucking shot Carl right oh,
1: now. Like, I don't know whether they took DNA samples from like every room whatever but even if it'd been in a room where the majority of the people walking through, even if it was like, potentially contaminated, still wasn't found.
0: Well, what's interesting as well is that the DNA that they are so desperately holding onto is the DNA that they found on her vest and in her underpants. Yeah. Now, what I actually found out as well is that the DNA expert, Henry Lee, that you were talking about, studied mm. the DNA from this scene. He found that the underwear may have, might have just held transferred dna where it was made from yeah, the production line it. and yeah this proved and he proved it by testing on open bags of the same underwear so he concluded that the dna evidence at the crime scene was fallacious and it meant nothing and mm. it, conceivably any of the former suspects that we've just talked about could still be the killer yeah. she just wasn't raped or sexually assaulted yeah.
1: So I don't, they never actually said why they thought she was sexually assaulted, just that they thought there was evidence of a sexual assault.
0: Yeah, and I think, because you know I mean? because like, you're thinking, like, paedophilia, child pornography, this girl yeah, is a beauty pageant like girl. Yeah, What what the These grown, would you have to
1: kill a little girl? These grown
0: men are in love with her. Yeah. Like, you would just think, oh, well, she's probably been sexually assaulted, hasn't she?
1: And for me, when it said that she'd been wiped clean, like, on her vagina... That's, like, wiped clean of everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm. if it's totally clean, you've got, there's no sort of bacteria or anything on there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if that's the case, then why is she totally clean? Like, unless they just mean, like, clean of foreign DNA. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Well, clearly not, because nothing in this fucking case makes sense. <laughs> but still.
0: Well, those are my suspects, so I don't know who you think did it, but... Do
1: you want to hear my theory? Are you going to go into theories? Or have we done them? No, we I'm
0: don't. done. Well, I've got one conspiracy theory, but I was going to use that at the end. So, so yeah, do that at the end,
1: because I've laugh. got a theory, right?
0: It's not even... I... So we didn't end this podcast miserable.
1: This is not my theory, okay? Let's just say, I just very highly agree with this theory, right? So... Again, it comes back to the documentary that I saw on YouTube, because I just thought it was brilliant. I hated the one on Netflix. Did you? Hated the way it was done. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the
0: way it was it's done. It's like,
1: just get down to the details. Stop going in between like all different actors and like, fucking auditions and uh-huh. stuff. No one cares. Just stick to the just facts. Just tell me how she died. Yeah. Throw so in a few rec- recreation scenes. you sorted. Uh-huh. Like, it's documentary 101. Come on. But... Okay, that's that passionate part out of it. <laughs> I digress. Um, I digress. So their theory was that the family come home on Christmas night to wherever they've been. John has picked up um John JonBenet out of the back of the car because she's fallen asleep because it's late. It's been a big day. Like, we ordered it as kids. And he's taken her upstairs and put her to bed. He's come downstairs and Burke is still awake. And his mother has got him a um, a drink and a snack, which is the milk and pineapple, and then some tea.
0: <laughs> still fucked. I'm never gonna get over that. That's still fucked up.
1: <sighs> Back to the milk and pineapple, but again, that makes sense for the fingerprints on the bowl and the glass. Like of it, just because I think Patsy's fingerprints were on the glass and Burke's fingerprints were on the bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, Patsy maintains that she never made that snack. Because this is so like anal, like detail. But she maintains she never made that snack for him because the size of the spoon that was in the bowl doesn't go with that size of bowl. <laughs> oh my god! Patsy is me! I am Patsy! <gasps> <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's like that silverware does not go with that, that type so of and like, like When they know. said that, I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> yeah. So they mm. think that while Burke is downstairs having the snack, Patsy's gone upstairs to finish packing for a trip that they were supposed to go on the next day. And as she's gone upstairs, she's gone in to check on JonBenet, and she's woken her up to go to the toilet so that she doesn't wet the bed. Um, and having woken her up, John Binet's like, she's roused up, she's awake, and she wants a snack. So she goes downstairs, sees her brother is eating her favourite snack, which is the milk and pineapple. She grabs a bit out of the bowl, and he chases her. Mm. And in a rage, which witnesses have said that he had a very short temper with his sister. Um, He's grabbed the first thing he's his close to hand, which is the flashlight, smashed her over the head. She's gone down completely. Called the parents in, and then it goes from there. They've staged the crime scene to look like a kidnapping because they've already lost their daughter. They don't want to lose their son as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. But when it the reason it makes sense to me that it could have been back in a like a, a snap rage is because witnesses say that he was very short-tempered anyway. Mm. But about a year and a half before, Patsy would, was called outside to the garden because him and um, John Bonet were playing and he hit her in the face with a golf club.
0: What the like, fuck? Like, in her
1: eye socket, like...
0: Oh, my God.
1: And the friend was like, oh, Patsy told me outright that Berg did it because he just, he lost his temper and... Because she and she saw the scar on John Bonnet, or like the bruise, whatever, on John Bonnet's face.
0: Mm.
1: Um, you don't pick up a flashlight and think, I'm gonna lob you over the head with it. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. but for me as a nine year old, if you're in that sort of rage, you you're just gonna do whatever, aren't you? You're not it's not a rational.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: A rational thought to be like, oh, this isn't meant to be used to hit someone. And kids fight. Like, growing up with two brothers and a sister, we fought all the time. There sometimes were objects involved. Mm. It's what happens. Like, I hit my brother in the face with a snooker cue once. Oh, my God, that's terrible. I would never do anything like
0: that. Behave yourself. (laughs) My mum's listening, like...
1: It wasn't... I wasn't trying to kill him. Just, yeah, I wasn't thinking. Like, it was just... I was that angry. I just did it. Like, it doesn't mean I'm going to go kill him a year and a half later. Whatever. Um... But yeah, so for me, that theory makes sense. Is that's why the parents' stories were so inconsistent at the start. Because they weren't in the room when it happened. Mm. So they then had to make up a story. And because they've made up a story in this sort of frenzied moment, they can't get it straight between them.
0: Yeah, I think I definitely agree with the idea that it was a family member that did it, especially when you look at like the intruder theory. Yeah, I mean... It does make sense, but when you look at the finer details, like the windows, there were windows that were open in that basement because they had Christmas lights coming yeah. through them. But when they looked, there was dust on those windows. Yeah, cobwebs that cobwebs were still in, yeah. intact. Like
1: yeah. it just doesn't. Like add even up. the grate that they said that the intruder would have had to pick up um, and to come through the window, all the foliage on top was still intact yeah it like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense like and
0: the idea that there would be no footsteps in the colorado snow
1: yeah and there was no snowfall that night to cover it that's not adding up. yeah so yeah so if if there were no there if there were no um footprints you could say well they came up the driveway came through the front door and went out that way again Hmm. you know what i mean but that never comes into question yeah it's always thought. Well, they obviously come into a basement window, whatever. I would.
0: Like, I would definitely but... be leaning more towards the idea that a family member did it
1: by accident. I'm sure, yeah. maybe, but yeah, I don't. I don't think it was a murder. I think it was an accidental death. But. It was covered up, so uh, I, I don't can't really know what that, that yeah, is. Yeah, you can't terms. say well it
0: was an accident.
1: Yeah, like that. that's like when people say yeah, oh, it was self-defense,
0: yeah. but he was running toward, like uh, running away from me. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but also in Colorado, especially if they had not tried to cover it, or like say that scenario did happen where Beck just smashed her over the head, she went down, whatever. They then called the police for an ambulance straight away wouldn't necessarily mean that Beck would be done for like a uh, criminal offences because the age for criminal offence in Colorado is ten mm-hmm. and he was nine. So it's that infancy of the brain. So he ha- he didn't know the he didn't know the consequences of his actions. So he wouldn't necessarily have been yeah. prosecuted. for murder or manslaughter, whatever it was. Yeah. So, like, if that's the case, you've then just totally screwed the whole of your family over? Like, yeah, it would have been a tragic incident and highly traumatic. But, again, mm. it's an accidental death. There, are, like, I'm pretty sure there's cases where that's happened. Like, you hear of cases where a child's got their father's gun and accidentally shot the other Yeah. Guy. It's horrendous. Shouldn't have happened. But it, like... An accident is an accident. I don't know. So, yeah, that's it. That's the highly passionate theories that we have.
0: Are you ready to hear my conspiracy theory? Oh, shit, yeah, go on. So, it's not my conspiracy theory, obviously, because my conspiracy theories are much more well thought out and researched. But yeah, we're going to end it on this because I want to lift up
1: spirits. We've been talking yeah. a lot
0: about death recently, so.
1: Are you ready, Lydia? Mm-hmm. Let's go. I'm listening. I'm focused. Katy Perry is John Bernay. No. Bonnet. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Katy oh Perry is John Bernay. Okay, okay. So I was looking for photos of John Bonet before and ke- one came up with Katy Perry one side and John Bonnet the other. I was like, I'm not yeah. even gonna click on that because it's probably just clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> is so, this something you found on like Reddit?
0: <laughs> I actually I knew that there was a theory about John Bonnet. I knew it but I knew I'd read about it before.
1: Yeah. And I was thinking, what the fuck
0: is it? And then I came across this video and I thought this is fucking it. So even though Katy Perry was born in nineteen eighty four and JonBenet was born in 1999. Believers of the theory have grown. I swear to God, it's all over YouTube. Really? The theory has been growing since 2014 when it's popularised on YouTube by Dave Johnson. This fucking guy. I don't want to... Because if he ever, if he ever, he wouldn't ever listen to this podcast. I don't know why I think, like, we're so famous. <laughs> but this guy will come fast if I slay him. So I'm just... Theories claim that Perry's parents, Keith Hudson and Mary Perry, Mary Perry, what's their fucking name? Excellent. (laughs) Apparently, they look eerily alike to Patsy and John Rousey. Now, they actually do, to be fair, I will give them, they do. And I actually can see younger Katie Perry, when you look at the photo, she does look like John Brene, but. Kids all look like kids, do you know what I mean? I fucking yeah. look like the spitting image of Madeline McCann when I'm little, I think. Yeah. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, you do. I, I look like her. New... Yeah.
0: I've managed to semi-convince myself that I could be Madeline McCann and I just don't know it that I mean. Yeah. Anyway, some people claim that Perry was in hiding since the news of the murder broke in 1996 until she rose to fame in 2008. So oh, she
1: annoying. Yourself. I know you don't want to slate him, but I will. That is total and utter bollocks. You, you are clutching watch... at
0: straws. It's so funny, this fucking video. So this video Johnson's put up, he's used hashtags such as hashtag nobody died, nobody got hurt, and hashtag no such thing as COVID-19. Oh, Behave yourself. Come (laughs) on. It's it's a new updated one. He put a video up in 2014, and now he's got another one.
1: Is he a fucking Trump supporter as well?
0: I don't know, but if you look at his YouTube channel, there's videos and videos and videos and videos videos of all these theories, and they just look ridiculous. He states that it is a fact that John JonBenet is now Katy Perry, and that if you do not believe this, you are a liar and a false witness to death. And I shit you not, the video is like eight minutes long, and all it is is videos of John Bonet and Katy Perry, and he's putting one up on top of the other and then
1: fading them into. The oh other my one. god! And he does the
0: same with the parents, and he and there's this one point he half fades John Bonet into Katy Perry, but it's John Bonet and then a grown ass Katy Perry on stage.
1: Oh my god! Half, I think that's the one I he saw. He
0: fades them, and he goes, "Now, as you can see here, it's obviously John Bonet," and I'm thinking, "Oh my."
1: God, this guy's is got a like, screw loose. If, if that's not clickbait, I don't because, know.
0: Because I don't know if you guys know by now, but I'm into cons- I'm into a conspiracy theory. I'm I'm all up for it. The F flat, cool. The F is hollow, cool. Like MK Ultra, give me some of that. Area fifty one, yes please. It's all true. <laughs> Bigfoot, he's my guy. But I
1: can't. This I can't and do if it. If you hadn't noticed by now, I am a highly skeptical person, and not in the sense of. I'm skeptical towards the norm. I'm skeptical towards these fucking conspiracy theories. Like,
0: why they're all true, Lydia? I
1: just, just uh, yeah, but I'm the opposite of you. The way you think about them, like, I can't be like, oh, actually, yeah, that does make sense. It just, my brain doesn't. What is the most
0: ridiculous thing about this is that she is six years older than her. So say John Bonet. Yeah, but also, say is ten. Was was the
1: child that he physically brought up and put in the living room? Say
0: John Bonet is ten. Imagine having her
1: to pretend to be 16. Yeah. I don't know. Or how is a 16-year-old going to play a 10-year-old?
0: Yeah. So...
1: Like, as you get older, it's probably easier to lie about your age, but not when you're a child. That's
0: my theory. Katy
1: Perry is strong, isn't it? That than thats just... <laughs> what a theory to finish on, guys. Okay. So, next week, what are we doing next week? So... And it's not an international case by any means. It is a case from my hometown, Almskerk oh. in Lancashire, because everyone's going to know where it is. <laughs> so essentially, it's the murder of two sisters in the fifties. Um it, it gained national coverage, and especially around this area, it's like it's highly well known. Mm. But the creepy thing is it happened less than a 10 minute walk away from my house Ooh,
0: claim to fame
1: so, this is where we've bigged it up now and there won't even be any information on it
0: but well I've looked there's some stuff on wikipedia so i'm holding out hope
1: yeah we'll, we'll work on it we'll work on it it,
0: it is um, what it is Yeah, yeah. I think it's important to do the less famous ones to give them a bit of time
1: and attention. Yeah, and like especially things in your hometown as well. I never knew about it. Mm. It was my brother that said, actually, this one's unsolved. You want to why don't you look into this? But it was only happened in like I want to say like 1953 or 1956. So I'm sure there are people around here that still remember that time. Yeah, especially considering that most of the population in Ilmskirk is retirement or. Elder,
0: and then it's just you.
1: Not many young people. <laughs> <laughs> it is God's waiting room. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll bring you that. See if I can get any interesting facts yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that then, isn't yeah, it? Now, so. what a Have long you one. All
0: enjoyed. What a long one. This was a good one, though. It's very sensationalized
1: yeah i do enjoy this Uh, i found this more interesting than the past too because because of the fact there isn't much on it yeah so yeah see you next week bye bye guys